On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine, a podcast where we believe that music is best enjoyed with a drink in your hand. Every week we create original craft cocktails and mocktails to pair with the songs of our favorite artists and invite them into our bar for a toast. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. If you're a fan of the show or maybe just entering the bar for the first time, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening. And if you'd like to buy us around, check out that Patreon link in the episode description below. I'm your host, Anthony, and we're now deep into the Halloween season, and you know what that means. I'm in my Bermuda shorts and tiki shirt laying back on the beach with a margarita in my hand. That's just the reality of October in Los Angeles, enduring a climate apocalypse. If I do dress up for the 31st, expect the skimpiest cat costume you can think of. Yeah, please enjoy that mental image responsibly. Stop. I think about that every night, Anthony. (laughs) Eric likes it, but the rest of us don't. Stop it. (laughs) Well, of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found a couple of people getting dangerously dehydrated while trying to pick apples in 90 degree heat. And they are... Kaylin, you're a cocktail artist. And not far off from the true reality of me uh, running around shooting Nerf guns at other kids. This is Eric Gallegos. (laughs) And our guest today is the creative mind behind one of our favorite musical projects. His musical journey began in DIY punk and skateboarding culture and morphed to include everything from dance to funk to electronic and finally the daytime disco that he is known for. If like us, you've been weathering this blistering hot October, chances are you've heard his music gracing the many laid back vibe playlists all over the internet. From the upbeat tempos of his 2017 album Heat to the radiant luster of his cover of Neil Young's Harvest Moon, he has been dishing out masterful moods for over a decade he's here today to talk all about his new album blame it all on love a funky soulful record which dropped last friday and marks a shift toward pure unfiltered expression in his music tunes and tumblers fam please welcome jeff paradise of poolside to the pod Hi. <laughs> Hello. Well, we got another big show ahead of us, so let's do our thing and catch up a little. What has everyone been listening to lately? Eric, we're going to start with you. Oh, much in anticipation for our guests here. I've been listening to a lot of Poolside, actually. It's been very nice. Much like you guys down in LA, it's been hot as hell here in San Francisco, and I hate I hate it deeply. But driving across the Golden Gate Bridge through the peninsula in this hazy fog, but also in this hazy fog that is somehow also 85 degrees. Jesus. A little poolside on the radio has been real, real nice. Jeff, do you want to tell us what you've had on repeat recently? Well, I'm on tour. And so we're doing a fair amount of driving. You know, 
I listen to my own music and music that sounds like, my, you know, I'm so inundated with the kind of like cool modern music that I wind up listening to weird, weird older stuff that sounds almost nothing like what I make. So I've been listening to a lot of Bobby Darren. If he has Ooh. many, many styles, but I've, I only kind of knew a few of them, but he kind of had a Frank Sinatra period, which I've been getting into. He has a song called If I Was a Carpenter that I love. Hmm. Um, oh, I like that song. Yeah. Didn't, um, didn't Johnny Cash do... Uh... He may have like and a may, cover of that. I think you know what? It might not even be a Bobby Darren original, but it's like his version of it. It's so, yeah. this live version that I particularly like. I've been uh, doing that. There's this Herb Alpert song I've been listening to a lot. Then the Zombies. I've been really into. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Forget what album it is, but there's this one album with like a lot of hits on it, like Summertime and stuff like that, that I've been listening to. And yeah, just in general, just kind of driving sort of easy listening, but in the like actual sense of the word mm. kind of music. So yeah, been really digging that orchestrated pop and stuff like that. Yeah, the kind of passive music listening, just like vibes, setting a mood. I love that. Yeah. Caitlin, what do you have on repeat recently? So I've been listening to Levy by Wilco quite a bit. I'm one of those Ooh. people that will literally listen to a song that I like over and over again because, you know, I'll like a song and it'll go on my liked music playlist on Spotify. And then I'll just start it from the beginning whenever I get into my car or whenever I'm going to start listening to music. And I'll literally end up listening to like the first couple songs on it. Like if I don't listen to anything else new for a minute and I'm just listening to my liked stuff, I'll listen to those first three songs like hundreds of times within days. So the song is kind of weirdly about codependency a bit. It's, you know, about always realizing like you have your faults, but you you want this other person to, to constantly come and save you and make you feel better. And you know that that person has their stuff going on and you want to save them and then you end up saving each other over and over again. And it's just this vicious cycle where you can't live without that person. And it's kind of I've been there, been there for sure. Are you back in um, your sad girl era? No, no, I am <laughs> not. No. But, you know, it like it just kind of combines their signature blend of, you know, rock and folk and alternative soundscapes. And it's just kind of a beautiful song to listen to. So that's that's one of them. And then I always like mess up the pronunciation of, of her name because I'm terrible. But Rena Sawayama. Thank you. I knew who you were going to say. <laughs> she and Empress of came out with Kiss Me, which is just kind of this hot, fun track that's like super sexy and is it you want to make out with somebody. No, it's not. It's not Sixpence on the Richard? Sixpence. No. And I actually talked about a cover of that that Wass or Wast last episode I talked about a cover of that. I wasn't going to repeat that again, but it's the same title. Well, now it's going on the playlist. It's going on the, the <laughs> what have you been listening to playlist. For the third time. <laughs> and I got to cut down mine because if we're going to be putting like the whole thing on there, it's a lot. I've been listening to Zach Bryan's self-titled record. I've really loved what he's been doing in country music right now. It almost seems strange to call it country just because country has like devolved into like the bro pop space over the past several years. But this is like such a course correction. His music is just rootsy. There's a lot of Americana and folk in it. And it's so strange that like this music is what's topping the charts right now. His single I Remember Everything with Pod Fave Casey Musgraves topped the Hot 100 a few weeks ago. 
And I just love what he's doing, especially after all those conservative pop country songs that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. And also he followed that up like two weeks later with this EP called Boys of Faith, which has songs with Noah Kahan and Bon Iver on it. And it's just amazing. These two records together, I love it. They seem like anomalies in pop music. And yet, if you've been paying attention, Zach and Noah and Tyler Childers are some of the most popular artists in the world right now. And that's kind of crazy to me. And, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I was um, reading a piece by Grady Smith, who is a country music journalist, and he's calling this country's Nirvana moment. So whether or not you agree with that, I think this is refreshing, especially for like radio music. So yeah, check that out. Zach Bryan, literally everything he does is amazing. Very stripped back. Everything he does is magic. Yes. Well, no, probably not. He did get arrested a few weeks ago for being drunk and disorderly. That can be magical. Yeah. (laughs) He's a whole person. But anyway, listeners, if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, check out our YBLT playlist. I already mentioned it. YBLT stands for What Have You Been Listening To? You'll know you found it because there's a picture of a loafy kind of pug. I'm going to change that image eventually if I remember. But this is an amalgam of everything our guests listen to, what we listen to, and submissions from aspiring artists. Or if your friends are making music, send it to us. We love listening to new music. We love supporting up-and-coming artists. So check that out. But you know, everyone, it's that time. I need a drink and we need to listen to some tunes. Let's get into that bar. And I hear the special that Kaylin's got is incredible and rather large. Go big or go home, baby. Yeah. But in order to do that, Jeff, did you bring a trinket, an ID, something to show the bouncer to let you in? Well, yeah, I actually brought two. Oh, wow. We're going to start with this form of identification. My Oakley shades here. Hell yeah. You know, when you're hungover, you know, you can just look cool. (laughs) Yeah, you got a nice purple tint too. So that really must make things nice. In the beverage world, this is my um, travel coffee grinder. And I don't remember the actual like name of the brand, but it's way better than the other one I had. This one costs like $75 and you can grind your coffee. It looks like a pepper shaker. It's a fur grinder, my friends. Man, I need one right now. I'm going to find that. (laughs) Yeah. And this one has a bearing in it. So you can actually like spin it both. It's like a fidget spinner for adults. Yeah, it is like a fidget spinner. (laughs) But yeah, I've been making coffee in my hotel rooms and on tour bus every morning. And so I just thought this might be a little interesting ID I could show you guys. uh, The bouncer takes everything. Yeah, He takes everything. He's not a very conventional bouncer. He's kind of of a hoarder. We get a lot of unsavory types, but it ends up balancing out the vibe, so it's all right. (laughs) I I used to check IDs at at bars in San Francisco. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. I've been a bartender for like 10 years, so. Oh, no way. What was the what was the most ridiculous fake you received? Oh, so many. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. People people from Europe would come and just be like, oh, yeah, this is my ID. And it would just be literally like some like card laminated piece of paper. I'm like, no. (laughs) So, yeah. Sorry. Nope. Yeah, that was Europeans would be uh, very <laughs> radical about what they wanted accepted. So anyway, yeah. it was a fun job. You, you got to love the audacity there. Take my library card now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just had no idea how strict everything was. They're like, what yeah, it's like I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, like it's the one that always got me is that uh, EU ID cards. Right. So those were like big ones. They're just like a driver's license. But mm-hmm. you're not allowed to take those as a bartender in the United States. It has to be a passport. And every time I'm like, I wish I could take this, my friend. I'm so sorry, but I have to see your passport. Like, I don't have it. I'm like, okay, well, sorry. Wow. 
What bar do you work at? Well, I don't bartend anymore, but I used to bartend at a spot in Seattle down the street from my apartment. I bartended a little bit here at a place called Toronado. Oh, yeah. Classic. Spot. Old school beer bar. But I didn't do too many shifts there. I'm an engineer now, so like I hang out there a lot, and they found out that I used to bartend. It's like, you want to take a few shifts? I was like, sure. And then after like three or four, I'm like, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> this isn't fun Fair anymore. Enough. Fair enough. I'm not having fun now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun to make drinks at home for friends and whatnot i do still love pouring beer but it's just one of those things where like man when you have to work a day job i don't have any energy to do this anymore fair enough yeah mm. well you know that worked as most ids do here and we're in welcome to the tunes and tumblers bar jeff it's still kind of a thing of imagination but that means it can look like however we want it to Eric, what does the bar look like to you today? The bar looks to me like a, I don't know, I'm too hungover to see what's going on. Everything's spinning. <laughs> you also have spinning your sunglasses around. on. Uh, I don't have my sunglasses on, but that might help. So I might steal Jeff's here in a second. <laughs> we can share them for the rest of the night. So we're we're basically just in a spinning room. That's yeah, sounds... yeah, actually, that's perfect. It's a merry-go-round. Uh, spinning room and everything is too hot. Anthony, don't puke. <laughs> that sounds really bad for a bar. If you're, if you're serving a lot of alcohol, Hall, the room should not be spinning no. on its own. It's true. <laughs> Magical. Well, you know, every version of the Tunes and Tumblers bar contains our world famous jukebox that can play anything we want. Eric, what are we listening to today? Well, I'm actually going to change the uh, vibe of the bar today. I read in the little pro profile we got that uh, Jeff here spent $50 at a Radio Shack, and that's been some of his equipment for a long time. So we're actually just inside an abandoned Radio Shack today. Oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's cool. I haven't been in a Radio Shack in so long. I feel like my mom used to have to go there all the time when I was younger. I think they closed. They yeah, did. they're no longer in business. Oh, I yeah, think. no, they, they went did. bankrupt. So that's why it's abandoned. If you need a new remote control, you're fucked. It. But no, today we're going to listen to, as we mentioned, Jeff's here, Poolside's fourth studio album. Uh, we got a little taste of what that sounds like, and I absolutely loved it. I think Anthony was on the same page on that one. Jury's uh, still out for Kaylin. I am 100%. <laughs> I have listened to it so many damn times now. It's a problem. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's called Blame It All on the Love. Yep. And it's a nice little, I think it's a good mix of a bunch of different things. Still got some very relaxing, chill, funky beats. And, but there's a difference. I think the, each song kind of has very much its own little adventure that you go on. And uh, we're going to take a little, look, a little peek at it today in the bar. So everybody relax and enjoy. Poolside vibes in this abandoned radio shack. It's so good. That is like the perfect setting for this album, honestly. Like the an abandoned ab radio shack. Well, that's yeah, been because. I mean, yeah, because everything Jeff, like everything you went through when you were writing this album, like, I mean, shit, to have to like sit outside at, with binoculars every night, like scouring your neighbor's human trafficking situation. Whoa. I mean, the, the just the deep, dark tones of this album, even though your music is really like fun and you can listen to it with, you know, your cocktail by the by the by the water and like we're having a good time. But like it really does have this sort of undertone to it of like, oh, shit, everything's everything is temporary here. This good <laughs> feeling like could shatter any moment. There is a dark side to it. There is the potential for things to go wrong. And I think that is true in any aspect of life. You can't have the highs without the lows. Yeah. And listeners, if you're confused about the human trafficking statement, maybe we're going to get to oh, it a little sorry. later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of us. <laughs> yes. We first need to know what drink you have prepared for oh. Blame It All on Love. 
So this is called the obscure underbelly of love. And because Jeff likes Mezcal and because I wanted something that sort of shifted through time and changed and had this sort of dark tone to it, I decided to use butterfly pea flower tea and made ice cubes out of it. So as the ice melts, it changes the color of the liquid in the glass. The ice cubes are like this really beautiful, like bright blue. And where they're melting, like at the top of the glass, it's starting to turn like this dark, dark purple. And the rest of the glass is still kind of this light pinkish color. And so using mezcal, lime juice and ginger beer and a little bit of bitters, you get kind of this refreshing sort of smoky flavor. And it's a big glass, but most of it is ginger beer. Okay, Anthony. Okay. So this is to to all the the good that comes from love, but also the fact that there is a darker side to it. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Tunes and Tumblr <laughs> okay. spam. Stick around because when we come back, we're talking to Jeff Paradise all about blame it all on love and love's obscure underbelly. Cheers. <laughs> American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Listeners, welcome back. We're here with Jeff Paradise of Poolside. I want to kind of get into this album. So like I said in our intro, the album kind of marks a significant shift in your musical style from kind of like electronic to more like funky, soulful sounds. I'm wondering what inspired this creative evolution for you. Well, it's my fourth studio album. And yeah, the first album was literally just me and a buddy kind of getting drunk in a pool house in Los Angeles, making songs that we thought would fit that kind of environment. And there's a little bit of deliberateness to the music in that regard. It was very carefree and we had no expectations it would succeed in any way, but still it kind of created this blueprint that the next two albums following it were, you know, variations upon that theme. And so for my fourth record, I was just like, well, do I really want to be this forever or, or do I need to break out? You know, it's not a huge, say, sonic departure, but I just kind of threw the playbook, so to speak, the like mindset of being like, I'm going to make a poolside record out the window and just was like, I'm just going to make a Jeff record, like whatever I feel like 
doing it's it's not off limits anymore so you know i started as a dj electronic project and now it's evolved into a live band as well i we do both but it's, it's kind of the main presentation now is live so anyways just all those inspirations just was like you know what i have my own studio now like a pretty proper studio all these things that i just was like you know I, i'm just i don't want to be successful or whatever at something i don't love and so i've just really been inspired always to do what i want because even if i had like a radio hit and i was just like fuck i don't want to play that song ever again or you know it just wasn't me you know that would be a really feel like you know wearing a costume and so yeah, yeah. that's never happened to anybody famous that's for sure yeah <laughs> I, I, I sort of even without being famous you know i was a regional D jeffrey paradise is my solo project i was like a sort of regional dj a little bit of international but not hardly and you know just eventually that you're kind of having to keep up with trends in in that world or at least i was sure i wasn't like an artist forward dj i was more just like i'm a good dj so mm -hmm. then all of a sudden that sound started evolving more like harder when it got super big room edm and dubstep i was just like dude i'm not this guy like i'm i'm too old for this shit essentially i'm like you know <laughs> i was in my 30s at that point and i was just like uh, i can't so I shifted to doing poolside because yeah i already i love djing and music but even following that passion eventually led me down a road of being like man this isn't this isn't for me anymore so i'm really trying to you know i'm very much sticking down the road of like this is me so hopefully that answers the questions a little you know circuitously but yeah that's how you said you did a little djing last night how did that set compare to i guess the jeffrey paradise of old so poolside when poolside was just a dj or you know just played a lot more of my original music because that was the only time you could hear it in a sense when you came to see me dj you'd want to see my songs but now that we do the live band i'm opened up a lot more as a dj i play a lot more like kind of tropical techno if you will like a lot of brazilian electronic music and things inspired by that and i still throw in like poolside remixes and other stuff a little more up tempo than the originals because the original stuff is usually pretty mellow but i don't go like super hard but you know it's just kind <laughs> of groovy disco with like a lot of tropical influences as well so it's a lot of fun actually i love it's a very we played a club called superstition in austin and yeah it went off a lot of a lot of fun yeah that sounds awesome so do you still like harvest moon <laughs> <laughs> as much as everyone else does <laughs> that's a good question um probably not as much but i i had i think neil young is such a good song that's a cover song of uh neil young yep. some people know that some people don't um but don't, a, how dare you yeah i mean <laughs> but yeah he's such a great songwriter and it's like the simplicity of the song and the sort of complexity perhaps isn't the right word but it's like this simple song, but it's like perfect plucked from the sky, like this perfect song. So it's hard to get sick of it, you know, because it is just every I, even the moment as I play it and listen to it, sing it. It's just like I'm like, man, this is still like a perfect song. Mm -hmm. so. I use that song to make people fall in love with me for sure. <laughs> that version, too. Like I told somebody the other day, I was like, you know, honestly, when I think about it, the poolside version is I'd rather not listen to the, the Neil definitive Young. version. Yeah, the definite, the the divine, got, the divine version. I, I have a confession to make. I did not know that was a Neil Young song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to a lot of Neil Young. Never Fucking been noob. More, yeah. So I when Casey, never been more upset with you. Jesus, in my life. So, so when Casey and I've Musgrave, known you since seventh grade. <laughs> Wait, you thought it was a 
said Casey Musgraves. No, 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 no. You're not letting me tell okay, the story. All right, all right. So like when Go Casey Musgraves came out with her cover, I'm like, oh, Casey Musgrave listens to Poolside. And then I don't remember <laughs> if it was you or someone else or like, that's a Neil Young song. And I was like, yeah, it was probably oh, me. There's okay. like so many, there's so many covers of it, honestly. And I've listened to a lot of them. Did Casey Musgraves cover it too? Yeah. Like uh, everyone has covered ago. it. I think, I think Harry Styles covered it the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, we went on tour. She took us on tour. She was a fan. Oh, damn. And we, we toured with her right as she was kind of blowing up. We were, we were actually supposed to write a song together right before she blew up. They were like, yeah, she'll come to your studio. She's super easygoing. I'm like, it's in a garage. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And then six months later, she's like a massive celebrity. Well, now so. she's stolen your cover. So yeah, it's kind of not like, <laughs> like hey, you know, you know maybe she did listen to Poolside. Maybe Anthony has a point. She listened to Poolside's uh, cover and was like, oh, I can do that too. You might or maybe, be right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she just like digs your music so much in your sound. She wanted to try to like find her, find her own way with it. I don't know. Fair game, fair game, but whatever. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's funny. But I am a fan still of Casey Musgrave. I like her, that album that came out around whatever, 2019, 18. I don't know. The big, yeah, the big that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Golden Hour. Golden Hour. Golden Hour, yeah. I kind of want to get back to the album because I'm sure listeners are very intrigued or confused about your statement earlier, Kaylin, about the process of writing it. There, there was like some stuff going on with your neighbors, Jeff. What's the story behind there if you want to tell it? Quickest version, how kind of it relates to the title. Blame it all on love is my girlfriend and I kind of bought our dream house in the like hills of Malibu and on literally the working on the record up there building out a studio literally this crazy ass story so anyway, <laughs> I'm driving home one morning and there's like it's such a long story but yeah these two motorcyclists were like hit on the ground like it's a, a hilly road and motorcycles drive up there a lot but they're on the ground like bleeding and I'm like pull over I'm like whoa what's up like are you guys okay obviously they're not I you know I call the police it's this is a craziest story i've never really had to <laughs> recount it just like in a podcast form, but um we're enjoying so it this is gonna work as like be interesting but um so then this this woman appears and she's like oh my god like i saw this happen there's a guy's trying to kill kill them and she's trying he's kind of kill me and i've been human trafficked and all this like crazy stuff and i'm like oh my gosh i'm just in like some sort of shock i'm like what do i do right now like this is so out of my you know normal experience so i'm like all right there's like pretty bad cell reception so we like i get her in the car we drive up to the top of the hill we call the police she's telling them the story about like her ordeals a guy with a knife all this stuff you know at this point the cops have come and so we drive back down drop her off with the with the police the guys in the, the motorcycles were my motorcyclist said someone hit us intentionally and so it's like this like all this crazy like life thing that you're not really prepared for and you're just dealing with it's all like unfolding so anyways that was kind of like it for a minute and then it just started getting more and more crazy, the story. And the police come to my house to talk to me and they start saying like, oh, yeah. So like there was the people like in this abandoned house and, you know, there's like all this stuff happening and we can't get them out because of what is it called? Squatters rights. Mm -hmm. And it's all related to this accident. And then I ID the woman that like I drove up and they're like, yeah, we believe she was the one that hit these guys on the motorcycle and she's wanted for murder now. And all these just like literally that sounds so crazy but wow. it's all like it's all like happening and i'm just like wow this is like totally crazy and so yeah me and my neighbors started like it's like kind of it's a ways down away from us but still like it's kind of a rural neighborhood so we were just like well what the hell like you know we were like kind of on the lookout and 
with literal binoculars and doing all sorts of <laughs> crazy like uh vigilante stuff and like you know calling the police all the time and yeah and then so you know finally um they got a hold of the owners of the house that they, they were away in africa i think anyways wow. and so it, it all got kind of resolved eventually in a anticlimactic way there's no like explosion that happened or anything but it was just like moving into your dream house working on your dream record signing a record label doing everything you like ever wanted to do and then you're like world gets like very destabilized by some like crazy ass shit so blame it all in love is the title <laughs> there you go yeah you heard it here first folks uh poolside is the batman of malibu uh... <laughs> yeah basically oh. yeah I mean, there's there's a lot more layers but <laughs> like i think the best sort of you know linear version of the story that is crazy yeah i <laughs> mean damn uh welcome to the neighborhood i guess is what yeah. that was right <laughs> Exactly. It's wild. Up in the hill, they call it Malabama in the hills of Malibu because <laughs> it's, it's not it's not bougie at all. It's very like rugged and rustic. Mm -hmm. up there. So, yeah, it's not like the beach. So I think this really plays into what you were saying, Kaylin, about the title of the drink, the obscure underbelly of love. I, I feel like love in our collective consciousness is kind of like this wonderful, uplifting, pure thing that's supposed to bring us happiness. But it has its shadow side. It has its human trafficking side. But yeah, there's all these realities that kind of make it this bittersweet experience. Um, I want to know from you, maybe from Eric, maybe from Jeff, like what is love's obscure underbelly to you? I mean, you know, I kind of touched on this for a minute that this there's this idea that everything is temporary. There's only one thing that's permanent in life, and that's obviously death. Um, and taxes. Death uh, and taxes. Unless you're really uh, rich and then you can avoid paying taxes. Yeah, altogether. So, that's true. That's so, true. Never mind. For, I'm a liar. All right. Yeah. Don't don't bring lies into this. Um, so, you know, when you when you start a relationship with with anybody, whether it's a friendship, whether it's, you know, you're connecting with your family, whether it's a romantic connection, you know, your time with them spent, you know, it can be really happy or you could get in an argument or anything can happen. And it can kind of have this ebb and flow that just peopling with other people is really hard and you can love someone so deeply but still have moments where you disappoint them or where they disappoint you or where you get frustrated or where you get annoyed and you have all these feelings that you know come and go between the oh my god I love you so much I'm gonna I want to embrace you I want to melt with you kind of feelings and I think that's what makes those feelings so special like I said you can't have the highs without the lows and if you don't have those like really hard moments with another person, you're not going to have those really exciting high moments either. And so you have to sort of have this like underbelly of this really good thing in order for it to actually balance out and work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I think to me, it's kind of like, you know, we're always shown the happily ever after part of the story. But, you know, how can you truly say and after like, where is the end point? I want to um, know how many times she leaves her goddamn shoes on the floor. <laughs> Who's Cinderella? <laughs> I mean, whichever. You know. <laughs> I think love is a choice. Love is something that you work at. Love is something that you have to want because it's going people are complicated no matter who you love um there's going to be something that doesn't go as planned and you know whether that's like a motorcycle accident that um like kind of brings a lot of seedy things out of the woodwork or that's just you find out that um they don't like music as much as you do and don't want to go to concerts that would be so sad i'd yeah. be so upset i met someone
someone the other day who was like, I don't like music. And I was like, excuse me. Like, yeah, it's just noise. That's such a weird statement to make. I don't like music. It's like, (laughs) get away from me. Yeah. I say that sometimes in interviews as a joke. (laughs) I don't actually like music. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) This whole career is a joke. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But yeah, I think, you know, with love, I think it's along those lines, what you guys echoing both of what you guys are saying. Um, it's just like you kind of you I think for me, I like fall in love with this, like I wouldn't even call it like an ideal, but perceived kind of um concept of what that thing or person or experience will be. And even when I'm right about that and it's amazing, it's like in a few days, months, something, it's back to like, well, this is just now normal. And you know, that's that ephemeral quality of of love and back to like you do have to work for it i think in that sense um i would echo that is that because even when it's exactly what you hoped for you kind of just wind up being you and things wind up being whatever they were you don't want to feeling all that different about it eventually and so it's like that constant struggle to do what you love to go for what you love but then knowing like it's going to feel normal pretty soon yeah that new relationship energy wears off pretty fucking fast sometimes yeah exactly i think i brought this up before but um i was reading a book that was talking about like um chemically what love does in your brain and it's like right at the very beginning it activates the same um pleasure centers that cocaine does or other uppers other amphetamines and like once you settle into it it's um the same pleasure centers as alcohol so it's kind of like a sedative thing where it's not bad but it's like that kind of warm comforting feeling um yeah so i mean like that's a big difference and maybe you get addicted the way you would to amphetamines to like new relationship energy but is that really like a fulfilling thing like are you going to choose the harder thing that's going to be fulfilling to you in the long run i think that's a good question for any fuck boy (laughs) (laughs) hey pizza hey pizza <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, Jeff, please continue. <laughs> yeah, we we want to hear that. <laughs> Don't comment. <laughs> So we're kind of getting to the end of the interview portion here, but I kind of want to throw in like a fun, um, a, a fun question for our patrons. Um, we are all fans of daytime disco here, but Jeff, when you are listening to some like laid back tracks, kind of like the ones that you make as poolside, what do you tend to gravitate towards? Is there an, an artist? Is there an album? Is there a song? Yes. I mean, the two, there's three artists that totally, I think, inspire in a sort of blueprint type way, the daytime disco sound. And they're all like, like older artists or whatever, but the band War, the LA based like soul fun, the groove oh, yeah. of War is like exactly what I try to go for on. It's just super loose, very like hand played, very unquantized, if any of that, you know, it's just the perfect chilling in the park music. So War is definitely a huge vibe of the sound. Um, and then uh, songwriting, production, things like that with the same thing as um, Bill Withers. You know, his classic song, Lovely Day, is like daytime disco personified before there was a title called Daytime Disco. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, such a perfect song. And like, you know, the bass line from uh, Lovely Day is 
sort of interpolated on the baseline of the Neil Young cover, Harvest Moon. They've got a similar, you know, it's not like a replay of it, but it's a similar groove. So yeah, I would say Bill Withers has that sort of sunshine soul, but he also has a like, one of the things I like about Bill Withers is his delivery. He managed to be very emotive without like, what would you say, belting, you know, some Mm -hmm. soul singers like really belt and like, you know, Bill Withers is just like, just smooth, you know, but also emotive. And then J.J. Kale, who is a guitarist, like a country guitarist from Tulsa, he's just passed away a few years ago, but um, he was like Eric Clapton's favorite guitarist. He's a real like bands band kind of guy, if you've not heard of him. But um, but yeah, just loose, just that perfect pocket, like laid back guitar playing, like almost feels like he's on his porch, like not paying attention, but it's perfect. You know, it's like mm-hmm. amazing. Um, So yeah, those are the three artists, I would say, really that inspire the sound of Poolside, like holistically in, in various ways. And uh, yeah, a lot of dub reggae as well just fits that for me too. But um, can get a little annoying to listen to dub for like too many minutes at a time. So <laughs> too uh, many minutes. I'm usually good after like two. And then yeah, one, one song and I'm I'm good. I'm set for the month. <laughs> well, I love it from like a producer standpoint. But yeah, for just a, it. Yeah, it's it can be a lot after after, you know, after two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only written lyrics for like one song and it hasn't even been produced yet. So I I can't get I'm not a I'm not a producer. No, nope. I can't get into that that dub reggae for long enough. Fair enough. But yeah, those are all like, you know, people that I just really admire and aspire to kind of capture that like real soulful like it's this perfect way of you put a lot of emotion into your music, but it's not like it's so restrained. That's that I find really special. Mm, I love that. So listeners, if you want to get a little bit of that vibe, you've got to go check out Blame It All on Love by Poolside. And, you know, it's almost time to close up the bar here. But before we do, I want to play our favorite game. Who is ready for some hashtag mood? <laughs> Hashtag mood, you ask. Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox on Instagram, where fans of the show, fans of Jeff, people who just wandered in and wanted to say hi have left us moods. These are playlist moods. What better place to do this than an interview with Poolside, the king of the mood? So we are going to take two of these and we're going to create a playlist that matches that perfectly. Each of us will have the chance to pick one or two songs to match each one and create the perfect playlist. Who's ready for one of these? This one's a simple one, but I thought that it was perfect considering the album we're doing. At underscore wants a playlist for looking for love. Mm. So I'm going to go with Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Uh, <laughs> start us out. Yeah. <laughs> Let the Florida Keys. Wait, am I allowed to sing songs or is that a copyright thing? I think you should stop. <laughs> uh, not uh, for the reason that you're thinking. <laughs> and the other one I'm going to go with is Sex Tourists by French Kicks. Those are good ones. Yeah. You're playing around with the mood a little bit. I'm I'm here for this mood. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, listen to Bad Bunny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
um there's a lot of mexican songs that i could also bring into this because i've actually like for whatever reason not that i'm particularly looking for love but just been in the mood lately for very like old school romantic mexican music that my parents listen to so any one of those los temerarios los wookies oh mi corazón yeah um, i'm sure there's a song that's just called mi corazón there probably is several jeff would you like to take it next Sure. Yeah. Well, I would go. I've got two options. I would go on the sad side, like the Smiths and Morrissey, because then you'll be like, man, it's like such a bummer to like be heartbroken and, and be lonely. Like he really can like make you feel sad about being, you know, what it's like to be single and alone. <laughs> so to inspire you from the like a negative consequence kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then if you want a more the opposite side, I would say, um, Teddy Pendergrass for sure for just like oh man I need to get in the romantic I need to get in the romantic space soon I'd say TP mm-hmm. could uh, bring you there he could just be like all right I've got to got to find someone to experience this this music with so those are my two two options for you I love it I think I, I kind of want to do an 80s throwback for my happy one I'm gonna do the same thing you did Jeff happy and sad uh Friday I am in love the cure oh yes yep that's a good one yeah that one's that one's the upbeat the upbeat cure song like i'm sure there are more but that's the one i can think of and then for the sad one i was playing around with um a couple i just had one on the tip of my tongue i'm just gonna go with the first one because i can't think of the second one anymore it's just lonely by noah cyrus um very soulful song i really love noah's stuff i wish she would do more um but yeah you know it's a very uh it's it's a very stripped back song um it features her voice there's like this real sense of agony and longing in it and um like it just it's it's a a showcase for just like this powerful aching oh i remember the next one it was <laughs> yeah the 1975 sincerity is scary oh my god <laughs> but yeah that that song i think it's about wanting love but just your anxiety getting in the way and like not knowing how to get past um just like everything that could go wrong by falling in love with somebody. Ooh, I do want to add a real one do to it. mine. Oh. And it's uh, Going Out of My Head by Wes Montgomery. Okay. Okay. It's a nice little old like jazz, jazzy song that has a lot of, I think I'm not even entirely sure what it's about, but it just kind of like feels like it flows with like, you're looking for something that you want to hold on to. It's just kind of like, all right. We have one more mood to do. And this one, I kind of took the, the daytime disco aspect of Poolside and found one that kind of match that this is from at angel underscore cassidy who wants a playlist for dancing in the dawn Hmm. dancing in the dawn i tried to find one dancing in the day but she was the one who got closest (laughs) can we say dancing in the dark by uh bruce springsteen (laughs) yeah and then we need one that's like uh, you know daybreak or something and then we need uh noon and then afternoon and then yeah yeah yes we do um actually i don't know if you guys know who juanis is but he does a beautiful cover of dancing in the dark um, and it's in Spanish. It's super cool. It's just like a completely different vibe. It's really nice. I'm going to so throw th- that one in there. Why not? I'm going to throw a gear into whatever this is and say Chop Suey by System of a Down just because. Fuck yeah. Wake up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm, I'm at a loss, Anthony. Uh, let's also say 50 ways to leave your lover. <laughs> you guys are just Love being weird song. now. It's, like, it's a great way to start, you know, dancing in the dawn. Well, I'm going to be normal about this and go Sun It Rises by Fleet Foxes. Mm, I don't know about normal, but that's a little too on the nose for me. Sir, 
<laughs> sure. And then the second song, I'm going to go with Amber by 311. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's one of those songs I've listened to so many times it hurts. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking of the songs that I have on my phone as like alarm songs. And there are ones that are like very loud and abrasive if I haven't woken up, but they're the ones that ease me awake. I'm going to choose Two Missed Calls by a new Irish band called Modern Love. They're a very favorite new band of mine that I'm going to be seeing in November when they come through Los Angeles. So this one, it's it's very vibey, um, very, I, I want to say like... Um, 2020s pop band so if you're thinking of Joan if you're thinking of Lainey like that's kind of the vibe they go for they also have like they're, they're kind of embracing a uh, a pop punk post grunge sound with their new stuff they're, they're just all over the place but this one I really like the um the, the bass hook and they also incorporate like some synth loops in there it just kind of ease, eases me awake and I really like it so Two Missed Calls Modern Love is my second one my dawn time disco or whatever the title was I think I have a perfect one which is strawberry letter 23 mm, yes uh, it kind of has this really interesting arpeggio and it just kind of has a bit of like a sun kind of glimmering vibe um and it's it's really smooth it is very daytime disco-y but uh yeah uh shuggy otis is amazing also if you guys haven't mm-hmm. like a un unsung soul guy i think he's even from the bay area um but oh, at it, even better um yeah Strawberry Letter 23, the Shuggy Otis original version. Brothers Johnson kind of somewhat famously covered it. It's the more popular version. Yeah, that was the one that was in, uh, was it Jackie Brown? I don't watch movies, so I never know. People... Uh, <laughs> I don't watch movies. I just listen to music. And I don't listen to music. I just watch movies. <laughs> no, it's crazy. People always ask me about movies. I'm like, I literally have never, almost never watch a movie. So um, just never, like always doing something else. But anyways, yeah, um, they're both good. I like the Brothers Johnson version, but the Shuggy Otis one is a little more ethereal. Mm-hmm. Well, Angel Cassidy, I hope you like this mood besides Chop Suey. Um, we'll put that at the very end, just in case you have slept through your alarm and you need a little bit of jolting awake Oof. yeah <laughs> or we'll just sneak it in and catch you off guard <laughs> well listeners do you have a mood of your own why not leave us a message by calling or texting the tunes and tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or follow us on instagram and give us a mood when we ask for them in our story who knows your favorite artist just may make you a playlist on the air but you know what it's that time. It's we got to shutter the bar. We got to send the Can I say bouncer. Uh, oh my. Okay, fine. Say it. Closing time. All right, that's all. Ham. Womp. <laughs> but before we go, Jeff, do you have anything you would like to plug for listeners? Um, I mean, yeah, of course. Check out my new album. It comes out <laughs> October twentieth. Um, blame it all on love. It's everywhere where you listen to music, you can find it. So yeah, I'm excited for that to come out. You should definitely take a listen. And how much longer are you on tour? This one for just another week. Um, but are you going to make it to LA? Month. I'm like three weeks in right now. So um, And then yeah, big tour in 2024, like January to, to February. So we'll play in most markets. So wherever you are, we probably will be there in 2024. So we're going to have to Fantastic. wait till 2024 20, to see you perform in LA. Yeah, we're playing the world Aww. tournament. 
Oh, nice. You coming <laughs> to the city? I love uh, Yeah, I think we're doing what's it called? The Fox in Oakland. Oh, in Oakland. Hell yeah. I love the Fox Theater. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely doing California as our first leg. So it'll mm-hmm. be mid-January or something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited. And yeah, the band's really cooking. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good time. We'll, we'll definitely be there. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on with us. This really has been something we have been waiting a while. We've been huge fans pretty much the entire time the show has been on the air. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you can sign up for the Tunes and Tumblers Patreon. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Plus, if you go to a high enough tier, you get to hang out with Eric on the Discord. Ooh. Yeah, totally. Uh. (laughs) That sounds like a real treat. (laughs) <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers was produced by Drew Franzblau. Jamie Kahn handles all our digital content. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers! Salud! achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.